What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Ultimate Breakdown. It's great to be here. Great to have you. We're having an awesome day. Um, so we're going to start off talking about the Lakers and the Heat's finals. Um, the Lakers wrapped it up on Saturday night, winning 106-93. They won in six games. Um, Hugh and James, we're going to let you talk about that. But before I do, I just want to say, uh, I think I feel now that LeBron has surpassed Michael Jordan. And the reason why I feel that way is because when you look at LeBron, if he would have stayed, let's say he would have stayed with Miami, um, if and he would have won six championships, I feel like that would have been, nobody would have counted that because of the fact that he was on a super team. Well, then he goes to three different teams, two different teams, I'm sorry, that aren't great. Uh, Kyrie gets hurt. He goes to the Lakers and uh, without Avery Bradley for the entire playoffs. And he just carries the team. And I feel like, and I'm not saying Michael Jordan was capable of that, but I didn't really, we were never able to see him do that because of the fact that he always had someone on that Bulls team. If you ask any basketball fan, they will tell you that that Bulls team is almost undisputedly the greatest basketball team of all time. And I just feel like LeBron has to carry teams more than Michael Jordan ever did. But, Hugh, um, how do you feel about this win? Oh, my gosh. I am elated. The 17th title uh, from my Lakers. I'm very excited, very excited for LeBron and what he's accomplished, obviously doing it at three different teams. Uh, it does heighten who he is uh, when they have the GOAT debate. Uh, but again, I just, I'm excited they won. Uh, I think it was the most, I think it was the toughest finals mm-hmm. in the history of the league, just because of everything that's going on. I think uh, the fact that they were able to withstand the pandemic, uh, being isolated like that, staying focused and winning says a lot to me about LeBron, the basketball team and the organization. What about you, James? Well, uh, from this, I'm glad he got a, another championship. I hope that a lot of the critics can stop their slander of him. Now he will, of course, have to still you know, uh, deal with the comparison between him um, the late, great Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan, of course. But the thing that people don't realize is every championship um, that has been won, except, you know, that 04 Detroit um, Pistons team, every superstar has had another superstar on the team. You know, if you think about Jordan, he had Pippen. Pippen at the time was the number two player in the league. You know, when LeBron won, you know, he had Wade, who was on decline from his prime, and Chris Bosh and Kobe had Shaq. So a lot of people forget that, you know, in order to win these championships, you still need a number one, number two type player. So yeah, Anthony um, Davis for this one. So I'm happy for them. Uh, the thing about the Heat is I wonder which um, high profile star is going to go to the Heat now, you know, because the Heat show that they have a lot of good role players, a lot of gritty guys that you can, you can be a championship contender. They did it with just um, Jimmy B., and some no names, and so I wonder which which uh, elite player is going to try to go to the Heat and try to capitalize off this. Um, this it was great to watch. You know, it was a little awkward. The celebration seemed like I was watching um, 2K Live, some simulation. You know, with the celebration, so it was kind of weird not seeing fans. You know, it made you really miss the fan atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm excited. I'm excited for next year just to see how things shape up. Uh, you know, Doc Rivers being um, fired and hired now by 76ers, different things, different shakeups is going to happen. See how the Clippers are going to respond. Uh, you're going to have the Golden State Warriors. So a lot of teams are going to be bucking to take down those Lakers. So it's going to be exciting next year. 
Now, I don't think there should be one because I feel that we still got enough basketball and enough playoff basketball to see who the best team was. But do you, um, I'll start off with you, Hugh. Do you see there being potentially an asterisk next to this? No, I don't, I don't think so. I know people will remember it uh, forever. You know, obviously, uh, it was a different set of circumstances, but I don't see an asterisk next to this. They want it. I mean, they brought the teams to the bubble. They thought they could, and mm-hmm. those guys got it done. You know, and I think that's the most important thing. What about you, James? Well, due to the fact that every player played, every coach mm-hmm. played, there was no replacements, there was no lockout, there was nothing like that. Um, yeah, they had to sit it out. But now, um, because everybody played and everyone played hard and, and it was fair for everyone, mm-hmm. yeah, you can't put an asterisk to this one. So it was a, it was a well-earned. It was just, you know, no fans. That just made it tough, you know. I'm glad you said that, James. I appreciate it. <laughs> Man, y'all ain't going to live this one down. No, you won't. <laughs> I was going to also ask you about Mississippi State, too. Is everything okay there? Well, you know, SEC's uh, beating each other up right now. You know, Florida just went down. We'll talk about that later. But the SEC's beating each other up. You know, we're just, you know, we're still riding off the highs of uh, defeating the national, uh, defending national champions. But uh, we're, <laughs> we're, we're doing all right. I got, that's, my, that's, my, that's my one claim, claim win right now, I guess. I hear you. All right, well, let's go uh, to the NFL. Let's get this game. Let's get this game over with. So the Cowboys play the Giants, and Dak suffered a compound right ankle fracture. Uh, his season is done. And uh, James, going to ask you in a second about how Dak's doing and how, um, when, what you think this means for him. I just want to say for the Cowboys, the good news for the Cowboys themselves are they can still win the division. Uh, Andy Dalton is the best backup in the league. And they still have Zeke, uh, who will have to be the vocal point of that offense. Um, and, and they're going to have to pretty much operate like the Browns operate uh, to win games. But, James, uh, how is Dak doing? Well, of course, you know, he just had surgery. Um, it's been a tough year for him. Um, you know, his brother uh, committed suicide, him openly coming out and being a champion for depression, you know, losing his mom. You know, knowing him for four or five years and knowing him well, going on 10 years now, um, he's always been a fighter. He's always been a warrior. You know, I know that he's going to come out of this strong. It's just tough. Um, and I just hope, you know, the team's going to be behind him. They're going to be playing with inspiration, but just my thoughts and players go out to him, his brother, his family. Um, you know, they say, you know, four to six months, I could see him not saying coming back, but I could see him in four months, you know, being in the gym, ready to go. Uh, he's just going to be ready and hungrier, um, than ever. And, um, I just hate how it happened. And I also hate how what and what where he was with the Cowboys with negotiations with contracts and franchise tags. And um my opinion on that will, will probably wait a little bit later. But yeah, now uh with the game, uh with the Giants and the Cowboys, you know, a lot of people um were pleased with the Cowboys defense. I was unimpressed and the only reason I was unimpressed was actually multiple reasons. Well, first off is they were facing an 0-4 Giants team. So let's keep that in mind. Now they're 0-5. You got Daniel Jones, you know, the former Duke Blue Devil. This was his second season. In his rookie season, you know, he was 24 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. And then other than the two-touchdown game he had against the Steelers in the beginning of the season, he hasn't thrown any touchdowns. Um, He's had 31 career turnovers, you know, three fumbles lost this season, five interceptions. So he's a turnover machine. Also, the Giants offense that these Cowboys were facing, they had a terrible offensive line when it comes to run blocking. 
you know, the former number one draft pick, Andrew, Andrew Thomas, you know, he graded pretty terribly at that game. He had eight quarterback pressures against him in one sack, and that sack uh, led to the um, fumble recovery for a touchdown. You know, you got Cameron uh, Fleming. You know, he graded pretty um, terrible also as a uh, pass blocking, as a tackle, probably the worst tackle grade actually Sunday uh, with six QB pressures. Then you got Nick Gates, who they moved to center, and he's been averaging one of the lowest grades um, offensive line for pass blocking other than – you know, the second worst than Denver Broncos rookie, you know, Lloyd Kustenberge. So their offensive line is terrible. Daniel Jones is showing that he's not an elite quarterback right now. Also, they face a Giants offense that's only scored 12 points a game. You know, and so I look at all these things without saying Carl Broccoli. So I'm looking at all this and I'm realizing that, you know, their defense played well, but they played well against a below average offense. You know, so um, with that, you know, the only highlight I can really think about from that game is Andy Dalton. You know, went nine of 11, 111 yards. Um, you know, Hugh, you know, Hugh, you coach with him. So, you know what he's capable of. But also the simple fact that people forget, you know, this guy has over um, 200 touchdowns, you know, and 30,000 yards passing. And he's been to the playoffs four times. So, him running that two-minute offense showed that he still has elite-level burst and talent within him. But um, it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. I think that he will get the same amount of wins that Dak would have got if Dak had to finish the season. I think that the Cowboys might win eight games this year uh, with Andy Dalton. So they're not going to lose much, but they're going to always obviously have a different offense. Uh, what do you guys think? I, uh, I think you uh, really laid it out there. I think uh, job well done. On your part, when I think of uh, where the Cowboys are at right now, they have a, they do have a quarterback. It's not Dak Prescott, but they do have a quarterback who knows how to win games. Who will he will not be the reason why they lose. Uh, let me say that. So they need to continue to improve on defense. I am not um, still impressed with what they did on defense. Uh, you hit it. You know we're talking about a very poor offensive football team in the Giants that gave them everything they wanted you know, still after turning the ball over. So that's still a concern. I think the, uh, the uh, NFC East is up for grabs for whoever can get their teams to playing uh, well over the next several weeks and make the improvements that need to be made. And um, gosh, man, I, I, it's just disappointing. I'm glad they handed the ball to, to Zeke a little bit more. Uh, 19 times. He finally got it 19 times. He still needs to be given anywhere from 22 to 25 times a game running the football. And so I think that will now happen because of Andy starting at quarterback. Uh, but they got to get this defense shored up and they got to get it shored up fast. And so it's going to be uh, a work in progress over the next several weeks. Another game uh, over the weekend that was, that was pretty surprising to me was uh, the Chiefs and the Raiders. The Chiefs lose to the Raiders. Um, and I, it, it's more for me, it's more impressive for the Raiders. I, I'm not going to overreact to the Chiefs because. I mean, I don't. I didn't expect them to go 16-0 and win the Super Bowl, but obviously, I wasn't. I wasn't necessarily expecting their loss to come to the Raiders. But the Raiders played great. Derek Carr had 347 yards. Henry Ruggs only had two receptions, but he had 118 yards. That's insane. Um, and Patrick Holmes, I would say, had 304 yards. So Derek Carr actually threw for more yards than Patrick Holmes. And uh, Josh Jacobs had 23 carries, 77 yards. So they were they were just clicking on cylinders on offense, and uh, 
you know, it's a great win for the Raiders. I do see this uh, playoff team, but I'm not going to overreact for the Chiefs. Uh, James, what do you take from this game? What I take from it is that the um, AFC West, they are really gunning for the Chiefs. If you notice, the Chargers played them well, and then the Raiders also played them well. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Chiefs were up, you know, uh, in the beginning of the first half, and then the Raiders just kind of just defensively just, just started to lock them down. But you can tell that these AFC West teams have really done their homework, and they are really ready to try to take out these Chiefs. Now, uh, this is a good – lesson for the Chiefs to let them know that they're not invincible um, in a sense. I mean, it's kind of been a telltale because some of the games have been kind of close. But, uh, yeah, hats off to the Raiders. I mean, they just played really good team football, and they just kind of kept the team, the Chiefs off rhythm in the second half, well, after the second quarter, the second half, mm-hmm. and just uh, kind of showed what you can do to, to be able to beat the Chiefs. What about you, Hugh? Well, let's be honest. I think the Chiefs are the hunted right now. I mean, mm-hmm. they – have uh, the best quarterback, one of the premier offenses in the league. So everybody is trying to uh, give the Chiefs their best shot. Not that the Chiefs um, are not taking it. They're doing some things a little bit different, in my opinion. But I think they're still going to be there standing in the end. I think they have a really good football team, good quarterback. Mm -hmm. Winning division games sometimes can be tough. You said it. These teams really start to study you. And all of a sudden, they understand your tendencies a little bit better and understand what you're trying to do. And I think the teams in the AFC West has made it tough for the Chiefs. But I think in the end, they'll they'll still be there standing. But to me, what it says is the improvement of the Raiders. Mm-hmm. You know, watching uh, Derek Carr play the way he played. Uh, again, Ruggs, you know, Aguilar, those guys were making plays, Waller. And that was very surprising to me because everybody was talking about that the Chiefs defense was a little bit better than what people thought. Well, that didn't show up against the Raiders. The Raiders played well, uh, and I I think the Raiders are improved. Now, how far can they go? Uh, That's yet to be known. Uh, Another game. Man, James, I'm sorry. You had a rough weekend. Uh, The Vikings lose to Seahawks. Uh, Seattle wins 27-26. The Vikings had the ball 20 more minutes. Uh, They they got it – they took that fourth down that we all said we would take, or I said I would take. And I, I still agree with the call because if you if you take that, it puts you in a way better position to win. And you're playing against Russell Wilson, as we saw. Uh, he can come back in, in a, under any circumstance just about. But it just it was crazy to me. The Vikings had the ball for 30 my, 39 minutes, 28 seconds. The Seahawks only had it for 20 minutes, 32 seconds. And Seattle still win 27-26. Vikings did everything right that game, except for at the end. Um Hugh, how did you react to this game? I was I was shocked in the sense that here it was again happening to the Vikings. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I, you know they played they played probably I'm not gonna say as well as they can play. Obviously, they can play better, but they played pretty good. Mm-hmm. And in the end, it was Russell Wilson's magic mm-hmm. that got it done. You know, uh, what a tremendous performance by Russell! What a tremendous performance by the Seahawks! I think they truly understand where the issues are on their team defensively. And I think um, they're trying to do everything they can to get better. But in the process of getting better, they're winning a lot of games. Mm-hmm. And so their confidence is really high. You know, mm-hmm. uh, they feel real good about what they're doing. And they feel like arguably the, the MVP is their team playing quarterback because what he's doing is, is second to none. So um, I think, again, you know, these teams, 
Um, I'm disappointed for Minnesota because I thought that was a chance for them to get it turned uh, and, and start moving in the right direction. But boy, they got knocked off by a good team uh, with a great special player. So I, I get it. James, how did you react to this game? Well, first off, in defense of the Minnesota Vikings, my Minnesota Vikings, I just want to point out that um, three of the four teams that they um, – three of the five teams that they faced these first five weeks are undefeated. You know, they um, faced the Packers week one, the Colts week two, um, the Seahawks, and then the Titans also, and then Texans. So they faced really good top-notch teams, and they've beaten only, you know, the Texans, of course. And so I just want to, like, shine a light on what I realized watching that game is that the Vikings aren't as bad as their record shows. You know, mm-hmm. even in those games, you know, they couldn't really find a way to win. They had the Titans on the ropes. They had the Seahawks, obviously, on the ropes. Uh, the Colts was mainly the – the Colts was the main game that they really lost, and the Packers, they kind of just – the Packers just were just the Packers, you know, and that was week one, and you could tell the, the Vikings weren't really understanding who they were. Um Another thing was, you know, I think that if Dalvin Cook had stayed in, you know, and didn't hurt his mm-hmm. quad or his groin or whatever, uh, I think it was his groin, but uh, I think they would have ran away with that game just because they couldn't stop him, you know, and it showed holes in the Seahawks' run-stopping ability that they didn't have him. Dalvin Cook was was going off of him um, before that injury. And, um, you know, and, of course, on that fourth and one, uh, if they had made the right cut, they would have iced that game and won it. But um, – you know, with the Vikings, they just – I think they really need to find a rhythm on their offense. Mm-hmm. And they can sometimes, but they get very streaky. Uh, Seahawks, man, Russell Wilson and um, DK Metcalf, they really are in sync. You know, and I, they said in an interview earlier that Russell Wilson, he believes that he wants to be – what was it, Joe Montana and and Metcalf be Jerry Rice. Like, they want to be mm-hmm. – and he thinks that Metcalf could be probably one of the best receivers in the – you know, obviously in the league, but – a Hall of Fame type receiver. They are in sync. I mean, you can tell they just really just feel for each other. And uh, I mean, at every week you just see the Seahawks get better and better. I mean, yeah, Russell Wilson is leading them, but honestly, you just see them just just they just know how to win games. And that's the thing that's and of course Hugh knows that's hard to do in the NFL is just how to win a game. They know how to win games, and they mm-hmm. find different ways to win games. And I, I mean, I'm pleased to see how they're doing. I, I'm. Sure, I might have to jump on the bandwagon. No, I'm just kidding. I'm gonna stay with my Vikings though. But yeah, the Seahawks really did. They really did some magic at the end. All right. Well, how about uh, the Cleveland Browns? They are four and one. Uh, I do think they are a playoff team. Baker had two two hundred forty seven yards. Really, that was opened up by the twenty carries of Kareem Hunt. He had seventy two yards. Jarvis Landry had eighty eight yards. And what's really impressed me about this game is they put up thirty two points. And obviously there was the pick six, but they put up 32 points against overall what many consider the best defense in the NFL or one of the best defense in the NFL. And they did that without their best back in Nick Chubb. Um, so it was so that was really impressive to me. I think the Browns are definitely a playoff team, wild card team. Uh, Phillip Rivers had 243 yards, two picks. Jonathan Taylor, of course, only the problem is they only gave him 12 carries because they don't have a great offensive line. They don't have a great run game. Um, and he had 57 yards, but. And the Browns are looking – they're looking like a playoff team to me. I think a big tell for how good these Browns are is going to be this week against the Steelers. I cannot wait to watch that one. Um, Hugh, what was your reaction to this game? Well, you just said it. I think we'll find out more about who the Browns really is this week. I was disappointed watching the Colts game because of the way Phillip Rivers played. Yeah. It's like he's on his last leg. 
Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he can't move around. He can't make certain throws. I mean, the guy threw a pick six. That's the game. Mm-hmm. You know, and so uh, I was disappointed uh, that way. I still think that the Colts' defense is pretty good. I think the Browns are improved. There's no doubt. Miles Garrett on defense. I think that Baker's playing within himself, but he still threw two picks, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think if you do that against Pittsburgh, that's a whole different game. Right. So I, we're going to find out about who they are this week. Um, obviously, the two teams who are the top teams in the division are Pittsburgh and, and Baltimore. They've lost to Baltimore. They still got to play Pittsburgh. They still got to play Baltimore again. So we'll find out. I mean, but are the Browns improved? Absolutely they are. And they're playing some good football. What about you, James? The Browns are very, they're improved. Um, I watched this game actually twice. Um, Simple fact of I wanted to see where they broke down. Now, with nine minutes to go in the third quarter, they were leading 27 to 17. Uh, They had 20 points on offense. And um, it started to go downhill was when they started to change up their offense. They started going to more shotgun, more five wide. And um, they went away from what got them to 27 points or what got them that huge lead was, you know, they were under center. They were running play action. You know, they were letting their run game. And yeah, they, I could tell they wanted to pass the ball a lot more, obviously, because they, they know that eventually in the later stretch of the season, they will have to defend on the – they have to get better at the pass. But um, I still feel like there need to be a run-heavy team. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when Baker makes mistakes, it's when they try to rely on him more. You know, mm-hmm. he had two picks. One was in shotgun, and then one was later when they were in five wide. And in the second half, their offense only scored three points, you know, other than that safety from intentional grounding that um, Phillip Rivers had. Mm-hmm. And so they couldn't find a rhythm in the second half. Um, I'm really critical on the Browns just because I see so much potential in them, and I really want them just to – find their offense, stick to it. I know Nick Chubb was out, but they have really good running backs, mm-hmm. one to three, you know? So I really just want them to find their offense and stick to it, mm-hmm. you know, and understand what it is. Uh, their defense is solid. Yeah, um, Hugh, you hit on it. Phillip Rivers isn't the same Phillip Rivers. His throws looked very flat. Uh, he looked a little confused out there. Um, not going to lie, he looked kind of like an old man out there playing. You just said it. Yes, that's what I felt. You know, and um, if they the Colts want to win, they might have to just go back to their um, to their backup. Well, who was previously a starter? I I don't think he has any more left in him in this season. I think this might be his last season, which is another question. You know, also nothing too is Baker uh, bruised his ribs in that last game, so we'll see how he'll, he'll play. They probably might not put the ball in his hand much either um, against the Steelers too, because you don't want to get him hurt, and then you know that's the season. Now, there is a couple things I want to ask you guys about, but I just want to touch on the Browns thing. Uh, in their, I will say in their defense, I feel like part of the reason why they're, like you saw last week where they were blowing leads against the Cowboys and where they're blowing leads against the Colts is when you look at Baker and the Browns, they have not really been in positions like that very often where they've had big leads. And I feel like that is definitely part of the reason as to why they blow it uh, or start to blow it. Um, But there is a rumor out there. I don't know how true this is, but there's a rumor out there that the Jets are willing to trade Sam Darnold to Indianapolis. Indianapolis, in turn, gives them their first-round draft choices, and the Jets, they say, would probably get the first pick. Do you, I don't really see this benefiting uh, the Jets that much because we don't even know if they're going to get the first pick. Um, but, Hugh, do you like the trade? Oh, my gosh. If, if the Colts can pull that off, I'd do yeah. it tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, I'd do it tomorrow if they could. 
Do you see that benefiting the Jets? Um, I don't know that it benefits the Jets. I know it benefits the Colts because mm-hmm. I think they have a pretty good team. And I think with a quarterback that can move around and, and make plays, I think they're an even better team. Mm-hmm. So that's you got a chance to truly improve your team with a guy who's a first-round talent, mm-hmm. unless you think the guy is not a first-round talent. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as the Jets are concerned, what all are they getting? Are, are we just getting that first-round pick in next year's draft? Are we getting the future? I mean, what haul are we going to bring in from this mm-hmm. if we feel like we're going to get rid of Sam Darnold? And then are you admitting – that he's not good enough. He's not what you thought he was. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot of different questions that have to be answered before it all comes down the pipe. But those are the things I would be uh, really diving into and making sure of. Uh, what about you, James? Well, one thing I think no one's really paying attention to is the trend of Super Bowl quarterbacks um, since Eli Manning. So since Eli Manning won the Super Bowl, his last Super Bowl was like 2011, I think. Mm-hmm. Um he was the last like highly paid quarterback to win a Super Bowl. After him, I think it was like Joe Flacco. He was a rookie. Um, then you get, um, you know, Tom Brady. He took a pay cut. Paid man took a pay cut. Russell Wilson run. I think his rookie season. Uh, obviously, Pat Mahomes run his second year. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of these GMs, the timeline on quarterbacks when they come in is really short now. It's because cap room, money, and I think a lot of GMs are – really trying to turn over they're turning over all these quarterbacks because they want the next fresh thing. Hopefully they can lead them to the playoffs and the Super Bowl and then, you know, in the first in that rookie deal. And then after that they kind of like looking at them get move them traded. But I'm just starting to see that trend. Uh, and it's kind of started because a lot of these young quarterbacks are able to win a Super Bowl in their rookie mm-hmm. season. And I think that's what's going on here. Because Sam Donald's a good quarterback. I don't know why the Jets wouldn't stick with him and then, but I understand what they're trying to do. If they can get a young guy because they know that Sam Donald's contract is going to be coming up and he's going to be one more money but if they can trade him and then get some young guy for less and then probably build around the team and hopefully in a, a four-year spurt they can make some magic happen I, I understand what they're trying to do but you kind of are banking it you know on a horse that you don't even know can run can make it in the league you know so but a lot of people haven't really noticed that trend I've been looking at it a lot lately but noticing that these young quarterbacks are getting it done fast with with less so um, Dan Quinn was fired from the Falcon job after a 0-5 start. I don't <laughs> Well, I do agree. I mean, I don't necessarily know if I agree. The problem, obviously, with him was not just that they weren't winning. It was the losses that they took. It was when they had big leads. Um, I don't know. He was mentioned before. We have no way of knowing if he lost the locker room. When you do give up big leads like that after a while, it, it tends to fall on the coaches, obviously. And, and not to mention the fact uh, the onside kick, if they would have known that, they would have beat the Cowboys. And I feel like this is it's kind of like domino effect. Last week, uh, Bill O'Brien was fired. Now Darren Quinn. And I feel like now the clock is ticking for Adam Gase. Um, James, what did you – what was your reaction to this? Yeah, they fired Dan Quinn and then the GM, Thomas um, Dimitrov. Mm. Uh, both of them, they cleaned house pretty much. Well, it was, it was time coming. I mean yeah. – I think ever since that Super Bowl, he hasn't been the same coach. Yeah. Um, I also think that he lost the locker room. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't. I, I still think. I mean, I, like people probably think, oh, that was you know that was like four years ago. N- uh, no, you know, you lose that in the way you do. I mean, you think about it. They lost a lot of players out of there too. A lot of the players from that team, of course, players wanted more money, contract. They got traded off, so it isn't the same team. 
but you know in 2018 you know they started off at four and nine in 2019 one and nine and then this year they were you know oh and five so he hasn't been the same coach since then I would have nightmares and just keep thinking about that like because I mean Hugh can tell you to get to a championship is the hardest thing you can do in any professional sport mm-hmm. you know and to get that close like it's, it's I think it's okay to lose but when you pretty much have the lead and right. a big lead and you lose and then you have to deal with the media and stuff it's hard and then players players get emotional too mm-hmm. you know and I as a player and when you lose when you lose your coach or the trust in your coach your coach could say something and right behind his back you like man this guy you know what are you talking about he don't know you know and people don't think that happens that happens and I think it was just a lot of that going on and then they just they kind of had to they had to and uh, you know Raheem Morris is going to be the interim head coach and um, I think he was at Tampa Bay and they got another guy who's at Tampa Bay so we'll see how we'll see how it's gonna pan out but um yeah, the Falcons are going to go through a lot with this. What about you, Hugh? Yeah, I think um, James nailed it. I mean, there's a lot of fallout from Super Bowl to now. You know, things have gone downhill since that loss. And um, there's different players, different people, different coaches even. You know, Dirk Cutter's back as the coordinator. And um, what really surprised me was yesterday hearing the owner says he couldn't commit to Matt Ryan in the future. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's concerning, you know, uh, because they have arguably, as Rich McKay said, one of the best uh, situations in pro football for a coach or a GM. Mm-hmm. You have Matt Ryan and all these receivers and talented offensive line, but you're not committing to him. So it sounds like you wanted to do something different because he didn't have to say what he said. So mm-hmm. there are some issues there. There's some um, mistrust. It's probably there too as well. And there's probably people evaluating why it's not where it should be. And everybody's going to start with the coaches and the quarterback. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, what happens uh, with this over the next uh, several weeks. And obviously it, it, it should be a good job, uh, whoever takes the reins. But I just think when you start tweaking quarterbacks, you got to be very careful because they're, they're hard to find. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I want to ask you guys, out of all, let's say, assuming Adam Gase uh, gets fired, I mean, I would, I mean, I'm guessing it's Atlanta, but what is the most, I would say Atlanta, he, what is the most attractive job out of all the coaching jobs? Well, I think the most attractive coaching job right now is still Atlanta because of the nucleus they have, mm-hmm. but uh-huh. got to dive in and see what's going on with the decision with the quarterback. Um, they're so loaded that way from a skill position standpoint that you feel good about that. But probably the other situation that everybody's gonna gonna jump on is Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. You got a young, talented player in a division that you know you got a chance to win year in and year out if you compete good enough. You got to beat the Titans. That's what it's gonna be. What about you, James? Uh, yeah. Uh... <laughs> You said it. I mean, he's the coach, so he knows which, which ones are the best. Um, I was actually just looking at the Falcons roster. I mean, you got Todd Gurley, Julio Jones, Matt Ryan, um, Calvin Ridley. I mean, shoot, if I was an offensive-minded coach, I would want to go to the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, you know, I got to play the Buccaneers and the Saints and stuff, but um, that's where I would want to be because I would want to – I would want right now I wouldn't want to really be in the AFC. I think it's just too many um, really, really good teams in there. I think in the NFC you could – you could get some wild card games or anything like that, but uh, mm-hmm. I would want to go to the Falcons if, I, if that was my choice. 
um, and, and, and make it work there. I mean, I think they have a good offense and a good defense. I just think that they just need some good leadership in the coaching department. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like you said, the only argument to probably made for Houston would be the fact that their quarterback is the feature there and he's shown he can win. Um, going to college football, the fourth best team in the country, Florida, lost 19-17 Texas A&M on a last-second field goal. This is a great win for Jimbo Fisher, especially considering that he's lost to these big teams, these big rake teams every time he's played them. And he lost to – and he got, uh, he got beat pretty bad last week to Alabama – so they needed this, I feel like, for a program and for him, and they got it. Um, as for my top four uh, college football teams that have played, number one is Clemson, number two is Alabama, number three, Georgia, number four is Notre Dame. Uh, James, can you give me a reaction to that in the top four teams? Um, I pretty much have the top same top four as you. Um, of course, you know, you're going to see Georgia and Alabama play mm -hmm. this weekend. Um, Alabama showed a lot, a lot of holes in their defense. Um, you know, Ole Miss had rain, you know, pretty much ran to hurry up, and they just kept kept them guessing. They looked like they were play behind, like they just couldn't yeah. catch up. I mean, of course, Alabama just outpowered them, but that's going to be a good game. I was at Tuscaloosa, uh, Georgia. They showed some weaknesses early on against Arkansas. They kind of cleaned them up. They have an average quarterback, to be honest with you, mm -hmm. at Georgia, so we'll see how that goes. Um, Notre Dame, their schedule is pretty easy. So it's just pretty much right now, I mean, the big – the Big 12, you got Oklahoma State. They play this weekend against Baylor at number seven, that number seven spot. And you got an overranked North Carolina at number yes. five. Uh, <laughs> very, very overranked. I think where they beat uh, Boston College, like what, 26 22, something yeah. like that. But um, ridiculous. right now, it's because these teams are having played in the conferences, I think the SEC is going to beat each other up. And um, if Alabama wins this, then they might be the last one standing. Mm -hmm. But I don't see Georgia going undefeated, to be honest with you. So uh, it could be at the end of the year, I think it could be very, very crazy mixed amount of teams. Well, if Alabama wins this game, they're the only uh, undefeated team left in the SEC, aren't they? Yeah, they, they will be. But they'll have to, um, of course, place like whoever comes out the East again. And Auburn. But, um, and Auburn, yeah. So and Mississippi State. That don't count us out, you know. We're known to knock off the top teams this year, so that's, our, that's what we do. Oh, what about you, Hugh? Yeah, I think um, I, I agree with everything that's been said, but I don't care how it unfolds when it comes to Notre Dame because I think Georgia would beat them. I think Florida would beat them. Yeah. Those teams are better than Notre Dame, you know, and that's why I can't wait for Ohio State to get back to playing. They're just – Notre Dame to me is just a team mm -hmm. and uh, the mystique is gone. So I know they're ranked number four right now, but there's no way they should be that high, mm -hmm. you know? And so once we get the other real teams playing, I think that's going to all show us. Mm -hmm. Well, we got uh NFL tonight, Bills and Titans. Can't wait to watch that one. Um, yeah. I don't think, I don't know. I don't necessarily know if that Alabama and Georgia game is going to be close. I think it's going to be close at first, I think Alabama is going to pull away. They got a really explosive offense. Um, but that is going to wrap it up for the ultimate breakdown. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining me. Have a great you, day. Uh, who you got tonight with the Bills and the Titans? Curious. I'm taking the Bills. Yeah, I'm taking the Bills.
Yeah, I, I'm 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 gonna take the Bills on this one. Uh, they're gonna be interesting, man. If they if they can keep this up, shoot, they they might shock the whole world uh, this year. So that's that's the team I think that's got a chance to make it happen. Yeah, they they've looked consistent these past few weeks. They haven't looked their offense at least has looked consistent. Uh, so we'll see, shall see. All right, well, uh, have a great day, everybody, and God bless. <laughs> <laughs>